and welcome to the Inspire Me podcast. I'm Emily Bull and today I will be interviewing the incredible world champion Zoe Baxter. Zoe is the winner of the Junior Road Race World Championships and she also came second in the time trial too. Not only is she a road cyclist but she also competes in cyclocross and on the track. In cyclocross she won the Stockholm weekend as well as the overall winner of the UCI Junior World Cup and it doesn't stop there. When Zoe took to the track at the European Junior Track Championships, she also came first in the individual pursuit, the Madsen and the team pursuit. And she is only 17. In our chat, we discussed how Zoe managed to train through lockdown, what it felt like going back into racing, and also her race day routine and rituals. But that's not all, so let's get started. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. It's nice to be on. I just want to say that you've had an amazing season so far, you know, with the World Championship, winning the road race, and then you're coming second in the time trial. I just want to know, did you ever think that you would become the world champion? Until almost the day before the road race, I didn't really... Well, until the day before the time trial, I knew I had it in me to win the time trial, but the Russian came out on top and I was, I was happy with second, like my first um, yeah. world champs race. So I was, yeah, I was pretty happy to come second in that. Um, but yeah, just, I rode the, rode the um, course of the road race on the Thursday and yeah. there was something about it. I just absolutely loved it. And I said to my coach, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I have that feeling inside me that I can go for the win. And I was feeling good, so yeah. And how did you manage to train through lockdown? I mean, you know, it's incredible that you have achieved so much considering that we've only come out of lockdown not long ago. Um, Yeah, so lockdown was a bit different for me. I tried to, we didn't have many um, restrictions at home. So um, Welsh Cycling said to us when the cases were really bad, like, at the start but we were like a month or two into it they were like try not to go further than 5k from home um luckily for me that can get me a two-hour road ride so if I need to do four hours I just do two loops of that or whatever um but yeah I was quite lucky I could um still train on the road I didn't have to do much on the turbo because turbo is not my favorite thing ever but Yeah. yeah um I just tried to make the most of like the sunny days and times I could get out on the bike exactly how did you even stay motivated when you were only allowed to go 5k from your house? Um, I just tried to do everything I could. So if I could go out on the mountain bike, I'd drag my dad out on the mountain bike with us and we'd ask some friends um, that were near us if they knew any good routes for going on the mountain bike. And we just made the most of doing what I wanted to do and doing what I enjoyed. So Um, I was keeping my head happy and yeah I just tried to do what I could to keep myself sane (laughs) yeah exactly gosh lockdown was interesting (laughs) to say the least you know going back into racing after such a long time what did it feel different or was it sort of similar or describe the experience that it was like going back in um, so back in 2020, I managed to get out to um, Watersley to be able to race. Um, the juniors have a Nations Cup, but I managed to race a youth race there. 
and I got a race done in Luxembourg. So this is a bit strange. I'd only had, what, two, three months out of racing at that point. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's something. Um, But yeah, I was lucky enough this year um, to just keep to keep a good amount of racing in my schedule, not over race, not under race, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, exactly. And yeah, just keep on top of bunch experience and trying to get everything done and be ready for world champs yeah and do you have a race day routine that you do or rituals or you know is there something that you do before a race that gets you in the zone so you're ready to race well my routine has kind of changed since we had lockdown if I'm honest um before it was always headphones in like hype music on get me going get the adrenaline going get ready to race but now since Europeans on the track, it's been, I've had a chill playlist and I just turn on noise cancelling on the headphones and I just zone out completely and just focus on what I need to do. Um, so yeah, chill music. I've got one good song that keeps me, like gets me ready to start. And then when I'm getting ready to go on the bike, it's always left sock, right sock, left shoe, right shoe, everything left first because I'm left-handed. So it makes, it's it just, yeah, it's better for me if I go left, right, left, right. And, and did you start, so did you start on the roads and then become a track cyclist along with cyclocross or was it always all of them? Well, it's kind of been everything. When I was, I started cycling when I was three. I got brought up in a cycling family. So when my dad was racing, I'd go to almost all of his bike races. And I did my first race when I was four and I had a real little mountain bike. And um, it, was, um, it was somewhere in London, I think, because my sister was racing um and yeah so I it's it's been road since the start I did a little bit of mountain bike you know as you do as a kid just whatever you can just do it um and then once I had the opportunity to race on the track and train on the track I mean (laughs) it took me a long long time to be confident on the track I'm still not fully confident like in a bunch I get a bit nervous every now and again but it probably took me about a year to be able to ride like the red line on the track which to every normal person like they just go straight up to the top and you know, it's normal. But um, from when I was young, I just had a fear of it. So the track was a bit more abnormal. And then cyclocross, we kind of just went to a local race one time and didn't really think much of it. I actually entered into the wrong category. I remember that. Um, (laughs) And we saw a load of girls from my like girls that were my age just sat around waiting and I'm racing and my mum just pulled me out and she was like Zoe you're in the wrong race um, oh no <laughs> because you know you've got that crossover so yeah that was um quite funny for my first ever cross race but yeah I started doing a load of nationals in cyclocross got given some bikes from a sponsor so that made it a lot easier to do cyclocross as well um but yeah I started doing nationals and I absolutely loved it and then I got lucky enough to go out to some international races and here we are. <laughs> With British cycling, I, I'm intrigued. I don't know much about it. Um, so with British cycling, we have um, camps once a month. So they've just started back up now. We had, um, up until Worlds, we had camps and then we did uh, Track Europeans and Road Worlds. And then we didn't have a camp for, I think, a month, maybe a month and a half. They've just had their first one, but I wasn't able to go home for it because I've been racing. Um, so we all meet up once a month um, at Manchester most of the time. But as of, I think, maybe January, they're having repairs done there. So we moved to Derby then. Um, and we do track sessions. We do TP. We do IP. We do bunch work on track. 
Um, we do road rides, long road rides, short road rides. We do gym sessions. We sometimes go out for a little walk on our easier days. Um, but yeah, when we're on camp with GB, I absolutely love it. Like last year was, it was a new experience for me because I turned junior. So I got, got to go on like the longer camps with everyone. And oh, it was, it was probably the best weeks that I've been on with like a, a group of people. And we all just got along so well. And even with the coach, like we all just get along. We were able to be ourselves. We could just mess around if we wanted to, but we also knew when to be serious. So yeah. I think that's, that's really good with what we had last year and going into Worlds as well. Again, that was really, really important because everyone gets nervous going into a major competition. So we could be nervous, but then our roommate was here to like, you know, let's put some music on, have a little dance party. And then we got ourselves back to being like being silly again. <laughs> Now we're going to be having a quick break whilst I ask Zoe some slightly different questions that you wouldn't normally hear on an everyday podcast. If you were to have a last supper, what would it be? Um, <laughs> that's a hard one. There's so many meals I absolutely love, but um, oh, probably I'd have to say my mum's lasagna. She makes the best lasagna ever. and. Yeah, it's, it's a rare one that we get to eat it, but um, I usually say if my dad's coming home from commentary, I'll go, oh, can you make lasagna? And yeah, oh, it's just so good. Oh my gosh, sounds amazing. And if you were stuck in a lift with two people, who would they be and why? Oh, that's not a question you get asked every day. <laughs> um, I really don't know. I can name one. That's <laughs> um my teammate Marie, whose house I'm currently at right now, um, yeah, she's probably the one person I could deal with being stuck in a lift with. <laughs> um, yeah, we just get along so well and I think if I was stuck in a lift in close close walls, I could probably get stay with her. <laughs> and final question, if you could be the president of one country for a day, which country would, would you choose and why? <laughs> You've got some really tough questions. Um, you don't know. It's all right. It's it's good to rack my brain. There's so many countries I would go. Oh yeah, for this reason or that reason. But one country. Um, you can pick as many as you want, then. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick all of them. No, somewhere, somewhere like Italy. I don't know why. It'd just be cool. I think. Now let's head back to the questions we've all been waiting for. Yeah, how do you deal with the pressure that must be on you? Um, well, yeah, I think a lot of it can be pressure from yourself, which is probably the hardest form of pressure to control because, you know, if you if you go into it knowing that you're one of the favourites, then you put more pressure on yourself and you go, everyone wants me to win, everyone knows that I can win. And you start thinking to yourself, oh, but my legs hurt. Like the day before the time trial, I said to my coach, I was like, look, my legs don't feel good. And then she was like, yeah, but you know that if your legs don't feel good today, then they'll feel great tomorrow. And like that little bit of reassurance is quite nice as well. It like calmed the pressure that I put on myself, but pressure from everyone else, you, you just have to block it out. You, you just think, well, they're not riding, they're not racing. They can't, they can want you to win. Yeah. Which is nice. They can cheer for me on race day, but they mm. can't let the pressure get to me because you know, it's my race. Exactly. And you said about your, you know, legs hurting. And going on to, you know, pain and stuff, 
when you're training, is there ever a point where you go, my body is literally in so much pain and I don't think I can do this, but you know, you push on and how do you push yourself when your body is in its absolute limit? You keep going and think, I'm still going. I don't know quite how. Um, yeah, you just, you just learn. Um, you do loads and loads of intervals and you sometimes it's good to do intervals where you go, I'm just going to go as deep as I can. You think of a, let's say for me, I think of a power number in my head when I'm riding and I just go, I'm going to try and hold this for as long as I can. And if that's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, it's 20 minutes. It is what it is. I can keep it going for longer than that, then even better because you learn to, you like, you know how deep you can go. And if, if you get longer, then you know you can go more power for a shorter effort. And in a race, I think you've got that number on your back. So, you know, you can just go harder. Like that number, it's just a piece of paper, but it changes everything. Like um, it's, it's a really big thing, but it makes you go so much deeper than you think. And in your head, you know that as well. So, yeah. It, it's incredible that, you know, you're 17, you've achieved so much. And, and what are your plans sort of for the future? And, you know, you, you know, you say you're a world champion to everyone that seems, you know, incredible. And we think, wow, that's, you know, she's outstanding. How do you go from there and say, I want to do like more in the future? Um, well, future, I, I want to do a bit of road. I want to ride for a world tour team because, you know, that's the dream. Yeah, you watch all the world tour races on TV and you, I look at the classics, I look at the longer stage races and I go, oh, that looks like so much fun. And yeah, I think riding for a world tour team would be really good for, for my development and just for experiences and riding with different people, being in a group with different people and diff- from like different countries as well. So um, yeah, I want to ride for a world tour team, but also I want to, I really want to race cross. Like my main focus is the cyclocross season. Um, I'd like to get into like, or stay with like the team I'm with now. It's really, really good for supporting me in races and with mechanics and bikes and wheels and everything I could ask for. They're like, yeah, if you need it, we can supply it or things like that. So I think being with a team that can help me develop in cyclocross, help me develop technically and every single aspect there is to cyclocross I think that's really important yeah so that's where I'd like to go yeah and with cyclocross you know there are probably people listening thinking I don't know what cyclocross even is you know could you explain a bit more about what it really is yeah of course um cyclocross is like it's like riding a road bike combined with a mountain bike you have drop handlebars but you also have knobbly tires so you get more grip in the mud with them, um, but you also, you ride in mud, you ride on grass, you ride on tarmac, you ride in sand, you ride on gravel. Literally any type of ground, you name it, we ride on it in cyclocross. So yeah, it's um, it's like an all-terrain sport. <laughs> Sounds incredible. To close it off, do you go to cycling events and, and you think, this is what I want to do, I want to be you know, in this, and it seems so cool to be there. Is that that what you sort of see when you go to an event? My dad was racing. I go to almost all of his bike races, um, and I'd be there supporting him. So being at a bike race, being like my house is absolutely full of bikes. We don't have a living room anymore because we call it the bike room now. So 
where we do turbo, where all our bikes live, with like we have a mechanic stand and things like that. Um, so yeah, I've literally grown up around bikes. So being at a bike race since I was young, like since since I could fully ride a bike, I've gone to my parents. Yeah, that's what I want to do, and <laughs> it is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And thank you so so much for coming on the podcast it means so much it's all good thank you for having me bye thanks so much to zoe baxter for coming on today's podcast that's it for now but i'm sure there'll be more episodes released very soon so much for listening to the inspire me podcast thank you bye bye